Welcome to the Uncle Hack Podcast, where dudes pretty much just talk dude shit. Welcome to another episode of the Uncle Hack Podcast, live from Toronto, with Brett Forte and Sam Walker. Hi. Howdy. How we doing, fellas? I, I don't like this place. I'm not into Toronto. I'm with you. I was bothered within the first minutes of being here. We're in a high rise right now, like how many, 50 floors, 47 floors. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. up on 18. 18 still too much. You can, you live in a, a house. Townhouse, yeah. You live in a three-floor apartment. Three-story walk-up penthouse apartment. I'm in a four-floor. That's about all I could take. Yeah. If you lived in a high-rise apartment, you're starting your day on the worst move mood possible. You're ending your day on the worst mood possible because you're crammed in. Most definitely. Um, Hack and I were discussing this, though, is uh, the solution to that problem is you walk down. You don't take the elevator every morning. You get your heart rate up. And then as long as you aren't carrying anything like groceries or anything heavy, you fucking walk your ass up. Yeah, but... It, gro- it, it keeps you in shape and you avoid the whole riffraff. Groceries is every couple of days and you couldn't even get up the stairwell. You had to go over some sort of railing or whatever. You couldn't even... We took the wrong tower. Oh, okay. Yeah, we took yeah. the wrong tower. Uh, just checking into this place, you get buzzed up. And if you get buzzed up... And you go to the elevator and you hit the button, but then the elevator continues to go down to pick people up in the parkade. It resets the elevator. So yeah. now you don't get to go up to 18 anymore. So now you got to ride it all the way to 45, come back down, tell the front desk guy, hey man, can you unlock 18? He goes, sure. You go back up to the elevator. Everyone comes down. They start filing out. Oh. Everyone files in. And I poke my head in and I go, hey, is this going down? And they all go, yeah. And I go, okay, I better wait here and catch it on the way up. I don't want to go through this again. Door closes, it fucking goes up. They lied to me. No. And I literally go, what the fuck to all these people waiting? Like, they like, just, you heard them say. A group of liars. Group, everyone said it's going down. A group of liars. Here it goes up. So then I go back down to the front desk guy. I go, hey, man, it didn't work. He goes, no, it works. He goes, I watched you on the camera. You poked your head into the elevator. You didn't go in. How come? I was like, because I didn't want to go through this again, man. I didn't want to ride to the bottom and get stuck and have to ride all the way to the top. He's like, I've unlocked the floor. It's good to go no matter what. I go, okay. I go, can I just have a fob? Can you just take me up by yourself? He goes like this. That's not how it fucking works, dude. (laughs) He swears at me. That's not how this fucking works. You got one eye, too. You're dealing with Captain Jack down there. So now already I'm like in the the worst mood possible. If this is how my day has to start and end, I will fucking jump off the 18th floor. And I can't because there's no balcony. <laughs> <And> the wi- <laughs> well, yeah, you can't even get the, the window windows open. are don't yeah, even they're open. sealed like, shut. You like, can't even fucking get out of that. Yeah, I'm smoking thing. a joint in the fucking institutional. stairwell. Institutional. Oh my oh, god. Shit. Well, but we're also spoiled because uh, our profession now doesn't revolve around 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. traffic. So you you know like it can on, the, on city, travel days it does. What do you mean? Yeah, I guess like yeah, that, like we're not. We're not um, exempt from the rules. Like we, uh, we do have to travel during rush hour, just not on a regular basis, exactly. Monday to Friday. So when we go through it, it's a, uh, it's oh, this sucks. I, I'm last, just last week, I had to go and run errands and shit like that, and it was at four p.m. and I took on, you know, rush hour traffic, but. For yeah. some odd reason, I was calm during it. I don't. <laughs> I haven't went through it in a while. Because you had your vape. Yeah, I had the vape. Ooh, we got a taste of hack. No vape on oof. the late show. Yeah. Uh, Friday, late show Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. I didn't know what was going on. Was I, was I getting shifted? Well, I didn't know. I didn't know. We put it together after the show, but it was on the way out the door. You're like, oh fuck, I forgot my vape. You're like, oh, I'll be all right. Early show went great. <laughs> One of our best shows ever, standing ovation, yeah. partial standing ovation, like yeah. half yeah. the crowd or whatever. So that's our third to date. We set a record, 515 tickets moved over the weekend. New record. Nice job, boys. But then the late show came and uh, didn't go so well for Tweedledee and Tweedledum, did it? No. <laughs> well, look, no. things got a little out of hand. There was uh, some heckling going on and I <laughs> decided to stifle it, stomped it out like uh, you would a bug. Mm. 
and squashed it. I wanted you to have a good set. At one point, Sam. Oh, you wanted me to have a good set. <laughs> the, oh, okay. So the best way to I, set I, me I did, up I did, I did is to challenge the crowd to a fight, right? To uh, not the crowd. The one guy. Uh, Sam, at one point, looked into the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Relive it. A thousand lumens into his face and said, I'm from Alberta. I'll kick your fucking teeth in, faggot. Look. <laughs> This goes. This goes. You, you bring up a good point because uh, I was. I, I already stomped out the hecklers at the beginning of at the, at the set. I, I came down on them like a yeah, like the guns of Navarone. And then this guy, the third time I addressed him, and what it was was I'm from fucking Alberta and he's from Ontario. And if it wasn't for us, they'd still be wearing masks and showing their personal healthcare information yeah. to get into places. None of this would be open. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be anything that we're doing right now going on if it wasn't for Alberta. So if this was in the House of Commons and Mr. Speaker was running the event, those are all good points, but we're at a comedy show to yuck yucks. So <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what? I was, well, that is his House of Commons. Yeah. It's his House of Commons I was, I was challenging him to get the fuck out or, or come up, and it was either if you get up and you come towards me, I'm not fucking Chris Rock. I'm not taking the slap in the face. I'm going to kick your fucking teeth in. Yeah. Faggot. Yeah, but then, Whoa. but then it's now such a tight hostage situation, and it's the opposite of a comedy show. So the guns yeah. of Navarro, did you say? The guns of Navarro. Guns, yes. I would hope they had more ammunition than just the. You fired them down once. Yeah. Maybe even twice, and then it comes to running out of ammo. And as a comic, you need to have written down seven, eight bullets written down that you know are good comebacks that are generic and ways to get out of it other than challenge people to a fight. I'm giving you a hard time, but I want to give people an inside look at what stand-up comedy is. It's not always on the fly. You have to be prepared because you know these drunk assholes, especially on a late show, are going to present themselves. And I showed you my set list at the very top. I have five things, comebacks, that are generic that any time I can use. And I have to use one, two, three, sometimes all five. Hey, consummate professional, I was a street fighting man that night and I wasn't having it. It was four years of pent up aggression of having to watch what was going on in this city and was flooding and spreading across this country and to have some guy ruining it for everybody, it was just unfathomable and I wanted to make him uncomfortable and hurt his feelings. You did. And I did. Uh, him and his uh, old crotch, the old lady, they got up and fucked off and left. And the, uh, I did finish my set strong. They were still with me at the end. And when I got off the stage, everybody was relieved that those people were gone. <laughs> so I technically did my job to clear out the dead wood for the headliner. I didn't do it in a tactful way. And there is times for tact. And it was a learning lesson for you. Yeah. You fucked up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's always my move. You know what I mean? I love to hop on the stage and, and immediately mm-hmm. insult mm-hmm. and want to challenge everybody to a fight. Well, no, that and then that happened on one of your shows, whatever it was, the Saturday earlier, or later, whatever it was, where you did what I often do is you, you went up and you're in the MC position, so it's way harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you went at the front guy in the front row. You said something like, you <laughs> yeah, look yeah. like if Jesus was uh, nailed to a crack pipe, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Which was good. It was funny. But it was very, in- yeah. it's a tough one off the top. You got away with it. And then it just went too much. And then your first material was like, you guys look like uh, <laughs> you pass a piss test. Somebody else's else piss. piss. <laughs> it was too many. Like the crowd was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, hey. <laughs> the Yuck Yucks music still playing. And, like you're... <laughs> So, All right, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a vapeless night, man. Vapeless yeah. in yeah. Niagara. That's, yeah. uh, that's there it my is. fucking movie. And then in bet- but after him, usually you do a little bit of time, but on that show, you're like, I'm bringing you straight up. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. And then after, like, we're going home. <laughs> we're not going to the casino. We're going home. And then that's when I realized, oh, it's the vape. Yeah. Then we got the vape in you, and we had a good time at the casino, yeah. and you won some money. You made some friends. Yeah, we had yeah, a good time. We were hanging. What's, uh, yeah. what's the nicotine... Uh, Levels were brought back to yeah. normal. Then we were good. Yeah. I, I get it, dude. I, I've been uh, I've been hauling on that thing as well. As yeah. you know, I don't own a vape, but when uh, it's around me, I take a little pull. I've told you guys I do not like uh, men's vapes. Boy vapes. Girl vapes are so much better than boy vapes. Girl vapes are like bubble gum and fucking strawberry. <laughs> it's so tasty. And yours is like, uh, it tastes like it's like a burnt electronics. Like I'm... 
huffing on an old VS VCR. Because that's where I'm at in my life, man. I, I've, I've surpassed the flavors. There's no more flavors. Yeah, bring it's that just, fucking thing out. Let's have a haul. Let's uh, fucking see what this thing's looking like. It's uh, flavorless. <laughs> oh, he's got one over his shoulder and then one out of his pocket. Too. <laughs> Akimbo. You got a nice little nipple yeah, on it. Yeah, I, uh, I, can't, I can't put you guys through that again. That was uh, very ignorant yeah. of myself. Yeah. I should have went up and got the goddamn thing. And then life would have been fine, but I didn't. I know. That. Apologies. You don't want to be late either. No. And uh, I would have held you guys up. It was. I know. But these things, uh, we learned these things on the road. And that was the thing, too, is I was hungry. I was. Uh, oh, yeah. Between the two of you, if you don't have bacon, if you don't have your fucking vape. Yeah. Show's over. What's the thing I need? Hair gel. Nope. <laughs> what do you What do you mean? Nope. It's pomade, first of all. Oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> uh I, but I've never freak. I've never like. It's never affected the show if I didn't have my pomade. Uh, I don't know. I, coffee. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Coffee. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. If there's Most no definitely. coffee, then. Remember, uh, we did that show in Fort McMurray, and the only thing I had on our rider was please have coffee in the green room. Yeah. And they tried to charge us a hundred and fifty dollars for a coffee uh, pot machine. Coffee package. Yeah, we were like yeah. in a convention center where yeah, they do weddings showroom yeah yeah so they don't just do a single cup of coffee you got to buy the whole month's worth of fucking coffee yeah. mm-hmm. and uh and we did <laughs> just so i can have my one little 150 dollar well, cup of coffee didn't yeah. you slip over to the room you yeah to the wedding the yeah, wedding yeah, next yeah. door i did cancel the package you're right the, the package up. was coming and then i was like no no i'm gonna go crash the wedding next door and get my coffee yeah you yeah, got yeah. a couple free cups out of it yeah, yeah that yeah. was one of our very first shows we ever did it together yeah I, I think I, I think it was our very first uh, yeah, we actual were, comedy road show because yeah. the night before we had done the roast battle in Edmonton at that uh, at that hall Union Hall Union Hall hmm. had a really good show yeah. and then that was such a huge uh, fee for Union Hall remember there was, oh, fee was like two look, grand plus we, chairs we learned we learned we, we filled that place up but we didn't make any money on that no and it was uh, right at the height of restrictions, so we had to have spaced out. You couldn't have a full room. Yeah. We couldn't do the theater seating in there because of like, oh, you got to be six feet apart. Remember that? Still? That was during that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was pre, uh, pre-passports. That was uh, like uh, early fall, right before all that shit was coming mm-hmm. into coming in before the real dark days yeah that's when they were like oh it's yeah. conspiracy theories that it just you're gonna kept, have yeah. a qr code it just kept fucking. escalating and and this brings us back to toronto is toronto was completely complicit in it because you see how many fucking people live in these mausoleums in the sky that's what they are like these fucking people are like walking dead and for them to all follow along with the masks and, and doing this, like all it took was them not doing it. That's all they had to do. Mm-hmm. Like, and they, uh, they did it. So I really had a receipt for Ontario and unfortunately that one guy on the, on the late show got it, but you know, we're not working day jobs anymore. And I, for one, appreciate when I am in rush hour traffic and I'm not working my, uh, my construction hustle anymore mm-hmm. because I, I appreciate it. And I don't mind getting up early on travel days. But on that Friday, we were up at 4.30 a.m. to get to the airport, traveled all day to Toronto, picked up your rental car, drove an hour and a half to Niagara Falls, uh, met very quickly with uh, the new owner, of uh, the Yuck Yucks Got my there. cappuccino. Yeah. Exactly. And then we had about 15 minutes to get ready for the show. Hence you forgetting your vape because we were rushed there. And then off to do two shows. And you got to be, you want to be consummate professionals. We traveled a long way to put on a good show. So damn rights I was upset that this guy was derailing the show. <laughs> I was. Like, I'm not making excuses. I could have done uh, a better job of doing it. But that compounded with four years since I've been back to Niagara Falls. That was the heat of the moment. And it was a very emotional moment for me. Like, I felt bad for you, for you guys having to deal with the, the yeah. upsetting of the audience. Just boot them earlier. I know. And that's, a, that's a lesson learned. And uh, I, did, I did talk to the guy and I, uh, I apologized that I didn't mean to take it that far. And it was a joke you because I, I am a comedian. Hair trigger. I keep that thing right on the stool pointed at the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Hair trigger. Hair trigger. 
booted. Yeah. What happened no, on the one show? You pulled the trigger. Some girl yelled, yeah. uh, I'm in the middle of a new bit, and it's on a piece of paper, too. That's how you know it's new, right? Yeah. I'm reading. <laughs> I'm talking about woke kindergarten. Mm, it's a good and, bit. And I, oh, I, no, it wasn't. I was already underwater. <laughs> and I hear from the crowd, shut the fuck up. And you go, what? What was that? She goes, the fucking table behind me won't shut the fuck up. And it's like, okay, then let's get him out of here right now. Yeah. Booted. And it was wonderful that the whole audience started chanting, na, 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 na. Na, hey, na, na, hey, na. Goodbye. Yeah. And uh, it took a while to get her out of her seat. It was probably I had to fill like 90 seconds, maybe two minutes. For, That's funny uh, that you're talking about it as a woman because it was a guy. It was a guy that was talking. Um, your guy was a was a guy but the girl different was show different show no i know i know that one i talked yeah. to those uh the kid that got booted mm-hmm. it wasn't uh like it was it was it was it was a threesome yeah two girls and a guy two girls and a guy yeah and they were all complicit because during my set i like just about hit him with the lumens like three times but yeah. they'd stop talking as soon as i as soon as i was on it and uh, I may have blasted the audience with a random lumens just to give them a give them a taste, but I couldn't catch them in the act. Yeah, and it wasn't until you were on that uh, they had gotten so drunk and it exploded. The crowd turned on them. Yeah, exactly. It was uh, and yeah then, a crowd booting actually. And then once more, this is the second time this has happened. One time in uh, Olds, Alberta, two women walked up, got up in the middle of the show, uh, while one of you were on stage. And they went up to Lex. I think, yeah, Hack, you were on stage. And Lex was working the merch booth. And these two girls stormed out with their fucking little guest purses. And they're like, we're fucking out of here. You guys are fucking pigs. You're assholes. We'll take two mediums. They bought merch <laughs> on the way out the door. And then again, for the second time it happened, that three top, that girl yeah. in the zebra thing, she got kicked out. Booted her. Waited yeah. around till the end of the show. The of the show. First at the merch booth bought a spike to her t-shirt we love to see it and you know what yeah bless her i uh, if you if you've seen my instagram story and stuff like that you know i kind of blasted her i caught her falling into the wall drunk and shit like that and she was a really good sport about it she's like oh god i embarrassed myself but i'm like hey you in a weird way you made the show better uh it's up to us to have the skill to do that yeah not all comedians can turn a heckler or a disturbance into a net positive sometimes we are good enough to do it and you're lucky because I hate that excuse when an audience member is like, I thought I was helping you, bro. Oh, uh. You were only helping me because I'm funny. <laughs> I was funny for long enough. But in the case, like we just talked about, if you run out of bullets, show's over. Yeah. Corporate, Florida. <laughs> yeah. Ran out of bullets. Yep. Show's over. I know. And you you put in a few clips too, man. It you was uh, you you're wearing five them into them. You needed six. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he walked away. He yeah. left. And then he came back. I know. And then it was like, oh, fuck. I thought he was dead. That yeah. The Alabama liquor lizard. Yeah. The Alabama liquor lizard came on on my set, too. Yeah. I, he came I, back for everybody. You I, did wear, I did wear him out, though, to be fair. I, I put six minutes into this cocksucker, and he left and didn't come back for Brett's set. Yeah. What I, so I, I did my job. <laughs> another inside tip is I often look out the window or the green room and I look at the crowd I cheat a little bit I go okay I look at the big players I go okay there's that guy there's the owner of the company there's this whore okay I'm gonna hit him with that hit her with this hit him with that and then we'll start the set okay I like to start off with like crowd work plan it ahead of time and then by the time I got out for my set I grabbed the mic I look into the crowd all those people are gone <laughs> half the crowd yeah, is yeah, gone yeah. we walked and away. I then it's this inner monologue oh what where did everyone go what happened you know and I'm not even doing jokes I'm just like what's what happened <laughs> I don't know why I thought this but when we were heading down there I thought that this guy that hired you and you were bringing us was like a bro that was putting on a show for bros until week of, and then you're like, oh, no, this is a corporate for his company. Yeah. And so this whole on, time, I thought that <sighs> just this wealthy dude was bringing it, and we were having a bro show. On on paper, it sounded yeah. really good because yeah. it was uh, a construction company. And so, like, all the, yeah. all the top dogs, like management and everything, supervisors, engineers, um, office staff... And your field staff, like, and that's like the working man. Those are, those are my people. But um, the good thing to know is that we're still crossing lines in America. 
and we are not too soft for that market in that um, we're going down to the most populous places and we are still blowing their hair back and they're going like, what the fuck are we seeing? What are we watching? We are not boring. And that means that uh, we're up to a standard down there because these guys see everything all the time. Yeah, but here, here's what I think is like red state corporate crowds are the same as like blue state protesters, street protesters, because they like so uptight. Yeah, they're the uptight. crowd was so yeah. uptight. You couldn't even they HR were HR departments and shit like that. Yeah. They put rules and regulations in place, the same rules and speech laws that leftists want to put in place for yeah. other people. These guys were so straight. You couldn't even make a gay joke. Yeah, like their their asses were so tight. It was unbelievable. You know, loosen up. Well, speaking of, speaking of speech laws, Jens. <laughs> you guys are stressing me out. <laughs> oh, you don't want to talk about it? Let's get into it. All right. I got a fucking try. Your joke, your joke and your merch has got my yeah. inbox flooded. I got 20 Anishiba warriors or whatever. They're going to stop me at the Winnipeg airport. Mm, that's right. I got a guy uh, wearing like a ghost mask from like Modern Warfare 2 wearing fucking spiked gloves saying he's going to fight me. Uh, yeah. My whole Facebook page is littered with people calling me a racist because of your joke. <laughs> I and, know. And but your the, merch. This is where the... This is where it, <laughs> it come. It comes with the territory. If it wasn't happening, yeah, if it wasn't, if it you, wasn't, yeah. if it wasn't happening now, it would be happening later. It it just means that we're getting to a point because these are government appointed bullies. Like they are, they are literally funded by the government, and they are they are government pets, and they are set out to go against it like they shouldn't be coming after us they should be going after their handlers but what's known in communism as useful idiots that's what these people are and then once the revolution happens these are the first people to be executed 100 percent. that is how this goes it's uh bolshevism sheer bolshevism who's the first to be executed uh these people the useful idiots the people that got the morons into power in the first place, the ones that are enforcing the speech laws and everything like that. Um, for reference, my uh, Picton Farms hookery smoked bacon shirt yeah. is meant as a social statement and, in, and a fierce indictment against the current regime in them nope. trying to destroy evidence. They are trying to destroy evidence of the most heinous mass murder in Canadian history, the most expensive forensic investigation of all time. And let me tell you something. You look up the Picton family. They have deep roots into the current government and regime. Like this goes, this goes way back. Like anybody who's anybody in the nineties partied at Piggy's palace on the, on the land. It was an af an exclusive after hours club. And that place was a body dump for the whole lower mainland to get rid of their, whoever uh, ran afoul of the powers that be. And William Picton, he was the fall guy. There's no way that you get away with killing 50 people and nobody knowing about it. And so he is being sent away. And so my t-shirt and his endorsement of me is a joke, but it's meant to raise awareness to what's happening to these poor women that were killed because they, they were so low on the social status that many of them weren't even noticed that they were gone for a long time. It wasn't until they started discovering bodies and they still didn't dig up the condos that the Pictons used to own. Uh, they owned land and built condos on them and they aren't digging up those burial grounds to lay those poor people to rest. There are many more bodies out there and this is the purpose of the comedy is to, if nobody talks about it, it gets forgotten. And it, it may be a tasteless joke to some, but for me, it is my way of being on the side of these same people that are coming after us. Is like, we are one and the same. We are people of this land and you just don't understand the humor. Respect. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. You got a taste of the late show there at yeah. home. Listening. You got a taste <laughs> yeah. of the late show. <laughs> it is. Well, Holy shit. I, I, haven't, I haven't had breakfast yet, fellas. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Well, if we're running on Alberta time, it is noon. We're not, we're closing in on noon. I, I know it is, but uh, I, I'm, I'm good. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. I'm, I'm fine. I'm not, not running on Alberta time. You should have adjusted by now. Yeah, but his internal clock is always telling him that he's from the West. And Look, we're closing yeah, in exactly. on noon with yeah. no bacon and eggs. Alberta, we are the rebel state of North America, <laughs> uh, especially Canada. And I feel that we're like, no matter where we go, we're always going to be rubbing people the wrong way because we're Alberta. We are the economic engine and heart of this whole country. And these people out here are taking us for granted and have been abusing us since, uh, since the inception of our province. A lot of dorks out here. Uh, unbelievable. There a are a lot, lot of, of really dorks. cool people and, uh, you know, it does have some really interesting uh, places. Like, I, I do enjoy visiting Toronto, but you got to take it with the grain of salt and just like, oh my God. Well, it's like we're this in fucking nightmare. Japan. There's a billboard the size of a building right here. Just it's blowing. a 200 foot billboard just throwing ads at you 24 <laughs> seven. It's like that uh, Seinfeld episode with the chicken sign. <laughs> coming soon. It is Kenny Rogers roasters. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to imagine there's this tower and a hundred like it all facing like yeah. how many eyeballs this uh, Zara ad has. I don't, I don't like it. We're too on top of each other. There's no balcony. There's no space. Ugh. You hit the street. I hate Ugh. the echo of sirens. It reminds me of when we had that office downtown. I yeah. f- would go mental, man, all day long. Wee, wee, and yeah, you're yeah. going crazy. The fucking choppers overhead. Yeah, that's another thing. That's like you hear that, you hear that chopper hovering, and it's just like... Oh, I'm a sucker for a chopper, though. I like a chopper. No. You know something good's going on. Yeah, you yeah, know what's going I do on. Like a chopper. They're watching you doing your illegal parking in all these Toronto alleys. There ain't nowhere to park in this fucking city either. Stresses me out. You stress me out. Yeah, yeah. I stress you out. I park up on sidewalks and stuff. You don't like my. I, I roll the dice big time. Yeah, and this. I, uh, I think about the response time of a tow truck. I'm like, we got 40 <laughs> minutes. We're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> then you took into uh, account that it is uh, a holiday Monday. It, w- it so was family. That probably oh, yeah, adds, yeah. what, a half an hour? I crunched. In, yeah, I had another half an hour of that. <laughs> I topped the meter up. <laughs> I know, but there could be some guy getting paid time and a half to be on top of this shit. That's could what be. I'm thinking. Yeah. Could be. Just get a keener every once in a while. And we're on Ontario time, so you can add like another 45 on top. You had two hours. And I'm in a black. Uh, Ford Taurus that looks like a cop car. Yeah. So yeah. you add another 20 minutes to that. <laughs> Two hours and 20 yeah. minutes. That's a full meal plus dessert. Yeah. And a little conversation after. Yeah. Wow. It was. I know. It's just uh, in our situation here, There's uh, we're in an Airbnb and we got two extra guests that uh, weren't supposed to be in here. So I've been doing my best to maintain dominance of the living room. How's it been going? Going great. Yeah? <laughs> going great. Nice. These guys don't even poke their heads in. What's some of your power moves that you've been up to? <laughs> well, so I signed into my uh, my sister's Netflix account oh. <laughs> and I started playing the Jeff- Jeffrey Dahmer show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And so just have that playing constantly. And Jeffrey Dahmer, maybe for those who don't know, uh, was a man who targeted gay people. Look, as you say, (laughs) Jeffrey Dahmer was gay. That was friendly fire. (laughs) And the two people that we are sharing this room with? Um, They maybe fart and come in the bathroom every once in a while. So two gay guys are staying on the other side of this wall and you're blaring like the worst show possible for their people. They probably think Jeffrey's hot because yeah, the yeah. actor that did play him, he did work out. He was looking good. Oh, Juicy. Yeah. Really messed up this time. Hey, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you did. And it's the, it's the d- dad from stepdads is playing Lionel Dahmer. And Lionel Dahmer actually just died. Not to, not that long ago. He died at the end of 2023. Oh yeah. Yeah. God rest also, his soul. Also, this is the first thing they see when they come out of the room. Oh, yeah. Show that to the camera there. There we go. We'll yeah. uh, put that in. That's yeah. daddy looking out the window with a pair hey. of binos. Look, <laughs> yeah. I don't leave home without these binoculars. They're just little guys, but they get the job done. The other thing I saw was uh, this sign here. No standing. What, yeah. what does that mean? That's like you're not a, allowed to stand. <laughs> I think that's like for the fentanyl addicts where they're like... You know, it's just on the sidewalk and it says no standing. That's Ontario speak for fucking no idling. Okay. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it is. I, uh, yeah, I, I asked about it last time I was here. No 2019. Standing. No standing. Th- yeah. That's idling. Then why not put idling? Because they're Ontario. They're fucking retards out here. <laughs> so my uh, roommate back at home, Tyler, you've heard this story. Maybe you haven't. Um, he, he's like a, 
He's a justice uh, yes, guy. He's pure. He cannot see an injustice going on. I respect him large. So, for example, like if that, if he was here, he would read that literally. And if there was a guy standing next to that sign, he'd say, take a fucking seat. He'd drag a chair over and be like, sit down. Really? So he doesn't drive. Yeah. That's the first thing you need to know. He's never driven, never had a license. Well, I guess had a license, never had a car. Spends his money on weed, pounds of it, instead of a vehicle. Okay. Um, Great investment. Yes. Also, I don't think he genuinely even wants a car, you know? He's, no, he's, he's wound he's, way, way too tight to be uh, piloting a vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better. It's best for everybody involved that he's he does He's a pedestrian it. for life. And, yeah. Uh, Good pedestrian. Honorable. Well, so... <laughs> couple stories for you. One time there was a car idling next to a no idling spot in Calgary. Yeah. And he decides to go up to the window, knock on it. And the guy goes, "Uh uh-huh, rolls it down. He goes, can you read? (laughs) Guy goes, what? He goes, it says no idling. Shut your car off. The guy's like, okay. Tyler walks away. Walks away. Here's the engine still running. Turns around, yells. I said, turn your vehicle off. Guy turns it off. Next story. One time a guy is parked next to the wall, underneath the Walmart sign along the building, the fire lane. Yeah. No parking, fire lane. Guy parks his truck, runs in quickly. Tyler's coming through the parking lot, quickens his pace, catches up with him before the doors. His first words, are you retarded? The guy goes, I'm sorry. He goes, are you retarded? He goes, yeah, yeah, buddy, whatever. Tries to get away with him. Walks straight through the doors, goes into the Walmart. Tyler follows him, takes a hard right, right to customer service. Goes up to customer service to say, hey, how can we help you? He goes, yeah, I just got a question. Do you guys allow criminals to shop in your store? (laughs) Oh, my God. And they went, uh, assuming he was the criminal, like they're about to get robbed. Yeah. Uh, What? Because you got one in your store right now, and he's walking that way. He's in the fire lane. I suggest you do something about it. Oh, wow. Yes. The bus wa- the bus drove away from him the other day. He was on the corner, and, and the bus comes and stops at the other corner right in front of him. And he's like, yeah, I'm coming. He runs up. The bus pulls away as he's oh. running up. He goes, bam, bam, bam. Bam! Four punches along the side of the bus, cracks the window on the last one, supposedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, supposedly. okay, yeah. Sigold it. Yeah. Um, the man is uh, by his word. One time at our condo building, it was minus 35, and the outside buzzer didn't work, the fob. So he couldn't get into the building, yeah. which means he has Which to- is an issue. It is. That's a serious issue. It is. Now, so if that happens to me, I go, doot, doot. Doesn't work. I go, okay, I got to walk around to the garage, enter through the garage. Minus 35 is dangerous. Now, uh, he's got to prove a point. So he proceeds to donkey kick the door six times, tries to break the glass. This, he tells me all this because I'm laying on the couch. He opens the door and I'm laying there. We've lived together for five years. And he opens the door and sees me. He goes, oh, hey, what's up? How's it going? I went, <laughs> How's it going? We've What's going on? Five, what have you yeah, done? <laughs> five years, you've never asked me, how's it going? What happened? He's like, the fucking thing wouldn't work. So I kicked it to the door, tried to break the glass. I go, you tried to break the glass? He goes, yeah, but it wouldn't break. So I threw the, the plant over, the potter with yeah. the big clay thing. I threw that over. And then I broke the dare downstairs. I opened the door so hard it came off the tracking, flew into the wall. Good. And I was like, you better hope they don't have you on camera doing this. Sure enough, two weeks later, email. <laughs> I got security footage of Tyler. Donkey kicking the fucking door, throwing oh over the planter. God. We're charged. We have to pay for two planters because they come in a set of two. So they mm. got to replace both. Oh, sting. Yeah. 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 Sting. So I say, hey, if we're paying for both, I want that other fucking planter in my unit. I want it. Good. Did you the, get it? No, I'm still in the process of trying to get that planter. <laughs> now, for yeah. the listeners at home, is Tyler like a guy that if you seen walking down the street, you'd be like, oh, I better cross the street because this is a threatening looking human uh, being? No, if you share a <laughs> kitchen with him. He's not um, intimidating on street level, but if you're in his domain, he's a chef. And if you're in a kitchen and in close quarters and you see his scowl and he's loud, he has a very commanding voice, mm-hmm. that's when you know not to fuck with him. Okay. Um, We've only rubbed each other wrong once in five years. 
and it was during the pandemic, so I give it a free pass. Yeah. We've we've never even come close to anything serious, but I, I made fun of his his show one day. He got upset at me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Brett. That's such a female thing to Brett. get mad at. Well, look, it's, things are tight. I I love Tyler, and I really respect his uh, his justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of great. course you do. I do, because... Like he is the he is the sheriff and he is the law when nobody's around and he's not being unreasonable. Like there's a reason that you have uh, laws there and stuff like that. Unreasonable. There is times he kicked a cab because it was half parked on the sidewalk waiting for someone. Yeah, I know, but fuck cabs, so, man. So he, yeah, he but comes they, walking like this with his camera open and he starts yeah, yelling. No. You're on the sidewalk. Sidewalks are for pedestrians. Hey, there's you get out of my uh, way. There's people on social media that make a living at doing that, and he's doing it for free. Hey, we got Dino calling from the strip. Oh, no. Should we take it live? I No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> absolutely right. not. All right. <laughs> he's probably just going to complain. Well, yeah. he's been getting a lot of emails at the BC venue. We got to go to Vancouver March 21st mm-hmm. or 24th. Sorry, March yep. 24th. Yep. Tell your friends and family and enemies. And uh, they because it's BC, they're emailing regarding your uh, Picton merch right now. He's fine with it. That's oh, one of the They're remembering sets. the Sir William Picton. Yeah, that's a venue that's very cool with us. But uh, there are some venues that are not as cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's fine because we will find our venues. And we are. I mean, yeah. shows are happening. But hold on, back to like this whole Tyler thing, yeah. you know, for, for yeah. somebody that's like, oh, he's upholding the law and it's not around. That is the same person, though, that was like, hey, where's your mask? And then that's the... So what, no, because he's, he's, he's not a mask guy. He's no. about like justice and safety. Uh, an example, <laughs> and that it's, not, it's not frivolous bullshit. Like there's a, there's a reason there's, uh, you know, lights on the street and uh, the lights were out on the street. Yeah. And Tyler's the one that's fucking raising holy hell about that shit because our tax money pays for this. Yeah. And... You know, like, fuck that cabbie. He's in a vehicle <laughs> obstructing people's, like... Uh, but just half the sidewalk, right? It doesn't matter. It's like, what makes you so fucking special that you can go get jerked around and park around like the rest of us? I well, don't that's, care. That's why we have Officer Doofy walking around fucking handing out little notes. And yeah. He, he, so the lights were out on a street adjacent yeah. to ours. By the way, the word adjacent... We were oh, told yeah. we were told, oh, we were told by our Airbnb that the parking garage entrance was adjacent to the entrance of 220 Victoria Street, which means across the street. Yes, and I go. So it's across the street, right? It's that entrance. It's not beside. He goes. No, no adjacent. No, it's beside. It's adjacent. It's adjacent. And I'm like, mm, but adjacent means across. Beside means beside. beside. Anyways, these are the struggles that happened in my head. Um, Tyler, the streets, the lights are off adjacent from ours, and uh, he decides his first act of not to call 311, uh, but to instead just yell in the street at about 1130 at night, why are the fucking lights out? Why are the fucking lights out? Waking everyone up on the block. He's just saying what we're thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Then he calls 311. He calls them numerous and numerous and numerous times and argues with them while the patio door is open and he smokes a joint and he's yelling to them, but out our fucking patio window and it rattles around the courtyard. I got a courtyard. It rattles around the courtyard and uh, wakes everyone up as well. And it took months for him to get those lights replaced. But at at the end of the day, he did. Yeah. And he did what it takes. So that's why we love him. But he's, Uh, he's crazy. If, If the sticker price is, if there's a, if there's a sale at Shoppers Drug Mart and it lasts till midnight, on let's say January 5th and he's in there at at 10.30 p.m. and they're taking off the stickers to get ready for the next week, he will yell at them and go, there's another hour and a half of this sale. Yeah, You were ripping people off. He started throwing cereal boxes on the ground. He threw a jug of milk into the cereal box aisle, hit it behind Bowling. Yeah. He's bowling with milk. Yeah. And then he got a manager. He goes, I don't know how much the prices are. Can you, he goes, how much is that? How much is that? How much is that? Started yeah. walking them around the store. Oh my There's Lord. There's still another hour and a half of the sale and I don't know what anything costs. Don't you think you should maybe take this off in the morning? Yeah. He's a, he's about doing your job, he's right. whatever, whatever your job may be to the best of your ability. 
And I, I respect that. I'm, I'm like that. Like, uh, it doesn't matter from the, the top down and you're seeing it's, it's epidemic in today's society is horrible, horrible, uh, unqualified people in positions of power and authority that do not deserve it. And it, it's another form of the communism rot that is in this country is there's nobody responsible. Who's responsible? The manager's responsible. Well, I think a guy like Tyler is wasting his talents by walking around to shoppers. Instead, it should be directed at much higher levels of gas power. prices. Yeah. 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 Like something yeah. like that is being wasted on such. Well, he runs a tight kitchen. I will say that. Yeah. And oh, he's good at his job. So I can't dog a person like that. Yeah. You know, it is funny yeah. to make fun of because to walk around in a constant <laughs> state of like, well, he's what the He's a character. He's, he's <laughs> bored, and this is why. Like, he'll come home. He's like, oh, I yelled at someone today. You would have liked it. Because he knows I love the stories. I'm like, who did you yell at? Tell me. And it, yeah. it's absurd, and he knows it's absurd, but that's his video game he's playing. It, everything. We're all playing a single-player yeah. video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right now, we're System Link, the three of us. Mm-hmm. But uh, most of the time, you're just on your own. So I, I don't mind it. He's not fighting anyone. He punched a bus. That's about it. Yeah, it's yeah, and fuck the boss, bus. man. Oh, yeah. the worst, the worst. Yeah, it's a punishment. Yeah. Boss is a punishment. That guy in a right wing militia is an absolute weapon. Yeah. If you can get him into right wing politics, he, that's he a is. A, he is a right wing <laughs> militia on his own. <laughs> that is a guy you would want on your team. Right well, there. the bikes. They told him to take his bike off of the balcony. So he had his bike on his balcony. Yeah. And so a condo board lady took a photo from inside the courtyard. We're not even outwards facing. We're in inwards facing. Mm-hmm. She takes a photo from the courtyard of the be- bike on the balcony, sends that to the management. We get a notice saying this is unsightly. There's, unsightly. There's a bylaw. There's rules. We're trying to uphold a certain image here. And you need to take your bike and put it downstairs uh, with the rest of the people's bikes. Unfortunately, that uh, locker has been broken into numerous times. There's a reason why Tyler didn't want to put it down there. Mm-hmm. It's a treasure chest. Sure enough, he puts it down there. What do you think happens? Stolen. Bike gets stolen. So he's livid. This is his main form of transportation. So he uh, start, he, he's livid. He comes inside and he starts writing notes. And he's, it's the same note over and over again on sticky notes. We don't have a printer, but he's making copies. He's making copies and he walks out the door and he starts just putting them on every floor in the elevator. And the note says, my bike was stolen. Everyone take their bikes out of the locker and put them on their balconies now. (laughs) So a day goes by. (laughs) He's starting to coup in the building. He's starting to move. The day goes by. He comes home. That's in the moment in the in the morning. He leaves. He comes home for work. He sees in the elevator someone's added to his note. One person, click, click, wrote, um, get insurance, they wrote. Uh, yeah, another government scam. Yeah. And then the next person said, get a better lock. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So we're starting an old school forum board yeah. here. <laughs> this is a Literal message app. board, yeah. Tyler, <laughs> Tyler comes inside, livid, grabs a pen, and then walks right out the door. <laughs> I go... I go, I go, what's going on? He goes back to that same note and he, underneath get a better lock, he goes, uh, why don't you come to unit 309 and I'll show you my new lock, you fucking bitch, period. He comes inside, tells me this story and I go, you, you didn't say no, you didn't. didn't. I go, no, you didn't say unit 309. You did not say unit 309. He goes, yep. I did. Oh, I go, no. because no, I'm going to leave one day, and they're going to think it's me. I'm going to get clocked, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, nothing ever happened of it. And uh, to this day, he keeps his bike inside now. He doesn't lock it up downstairs. Because they were a bitch. You fucking bitch. And bitch is unisex, too. 
Holy shit. Good writing. I will respect that because you see the people on like Facebook comment sections to be yeah. like, come to fucking <laughs> Athabasca and I'll fuck you up. And, and you're like trying to draw somebody to your location where you're doing it at the location. Oh, yeah. Meet me here. Yeah. I'm giving you. A, we're yeah. all in the same space. <laughs> yeah. That's old school forum boards right there. Like, yeah. like we're at fucking a gas station bathroom stall. Yeah. Hey, call Sarah 306 14 oh. whatever for a good time. That busy cunt going around taking photos of people's balconies. What a loser. Too. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty gay. This yeah. uh, same girl counts the amount of hours you're sitting in visitor parking. So my girl will park her car at like 4 p.m. And then you're only allowed to be there for 15 hours. And the minute it becomes 15 hours in one second, there's a note on her car. Ugh. It's like she sets a timer. Yeah. It's unbelievable. That's why I Unreal. fucking hate condos, man. Yeah. Yeah. The same was like, as soon as I moved into mine, there was all like, before it was cool. Like the, the, the first six months, you know, like visitor parking, nobody gave a shit. Right. And then all of a sudden people start, oh, we can abuse this a little. And uh, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. I was a part of abusing the fucking visitor parking. And then all of a sudden there's a. You know, we got you got to have scan the QR code, check in, and then people were getting like two hundred dollar fucking tickets for parking there. Yeah, and then it it just gets out of control. It drives me nuts. Everything about condos, and then like condo boards and the condo fees you pay. Toronto notorious just, for that. When I was here in uh, twenty nineteen, I had a I borrowed a car off of a good friend of ours, and uh, I was just trying to park the damn thing. And I couldn't pay for more than 12 hours at a time. Yeah. So I'd, I'd get home from like doing Hamilton or Oshawa or whatever, uh, drop Jason off, drive all the way home, park it like three blocks down from where I was staying. And then I'd have to set an alarm and go back there and do it because these fuckers are just so on it too with the tickets. Like they, they hire a goon squad. Oh, horrible, man. I used to have a sweet spot. Whenever I'd go down and watch an Oilers game, I had a nice parking spot. Nobody fucking touched this lot. And then all of a sudden, you know, you go to the next game and like, okay, we got a few more people that that figured out. Right. And then now they're on that spot like immediately. It sucks. Some dickhead posting about it online. Yeah. They don't in a Reddit forum. Yeah. The worst, (laughs) man. Oh, the worst. I've been that guy. I've blown so many things for myself because I had to brag about it. <laughs> my free coffee at the bank. They got rid of that machine. Oh, yeah. Uh, my free popcorn refills at Cineplex. They got rid of that. Gone. Uh, airport parking. tabs on you now? Yeah. Well, I got caught. There's a certain amount of people keeping yeah. tabs on this guy. <laughs> for a long time. The, the coffee machine like kind of was like a, a piece of content online that got a lot of views. So that obviously blew it. But because it was right next to a Starbucks. So I would walk right past the Starbucks, go into the bank, use their coffee machine, walk out. And I had mm. like filmed that. Anyways, the other one was the free uh, free popcorn refills at Cineplex. And I'd keep a large bag. It was only free on large bags. I'd keep one in my glove compartment box, folded up, both colors of the season, blue bag and red bag. And you just you wait to see people coming out of the theater. You go, oh, they're on red bag today. Get the red bag. <laughs> I'd be doing this on dates too before they get out of the car. I'd be, hey, glove compartment, red bag. They're like, what? I'm like, that's your popcorn. Let's go. Um, and it was like a glove, man. It worked for years and years and years. And then I worked at a radio station right across the street from Chinook Center Theater. So I'd do morning show. And by the time I'm off, it was like 11 a.m. So I'd go catch the matinee maybe. Or sometimes I'd just walk into the theater with the bag, get the popcorn, and go home. It was just like free popcorn to take home. But if you go in there at 11.30, you're like the first of the day. and Kind of noticeable. Yeah, you're already getting a refill. And it works on the Joe Schmoes, but I made the mistake of going up to a guy with a pin on his lapel that said Cineplex five-year member. Oh. Yeah. The manager. It was too late. I was too close, and I read it, and I went, oh, God. (laughs) So I give him the bag. And he just pauses. He goes, hmm, you finished this awfully quick. Like he knew already. Mm-hmm. So I remember just going pure gibberish 
I remember just trying to be weird so that he didn't want the confrontation of even asking me any more questions. So I remember just going, <laughs> I tried that move. I tried just nonsense. He went, I said, <laughs> awfully early. Like he just said, no, 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 no. He's been through this. And I was like, look, man. <laughs> I was like, then I'm just back to speaking normal. Look, man. I caught a movie here late last night, and by the time I came out of the theater, your concessions were already closed, and the guy sweeping up, I think Trevor was his name. He goes, no one works here named Trevor. I was like, okay, whatever, man. The guy <laughs> sweeping up said that I could bring this thing back and get a refill the next day if possible. So I'm just here to honor his word. He goes, okay. He's like, I have to honor that, but this is the last time you're able to do this. And I was like, fine. Fine. And he handed me back the bag, and yeah, within two it. weeks... Countrywide, chain-wide, no more free refills. This guy shot it to the top. Exactly. I blew it. Wow. And I apologize. And I apologize. Wow. Yeah, I fucked up. Five-year guy's got a lot of pull yeah, inside the six. Cineplex, yeah. I guess. Holy shit. Yeah, he's probably a 10-year guy now. That was like five years ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, my Running bad. a tight <laughs> ship if I've ever yeah. heard. Hey, Speaking of a tight ship, how much longer do we have here? Uh, we got like 10 more minutes and 10 then we're out of here. What's, what's with podcasts that you have to fulfill the hour? I don't you know. know. I mean? It's just kind of nice. You know, it's like you're taking an hour of their day. Yeah. A lot of people, <clears> you know, <throat> I, I don't know what when it they, is. When they come to expect an hour, you got you to gotta give them that hour. Yeah. It's it's uh, an hour content. They uh, get to know you. I don't know. Well, I I'm not just going to sit here in silence yeah, and run yeah, out yeah, the yeah. clock. Yeah, run out the clock. <laughs> yeah. I can let the ball roll on the ground, run out the shot <laughs> clock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just chose an hour and okay. so get the whole well, society has yeah. chosen the hour. A yeah, podcast is other than Rogan, who does a fucking half day. That's too much. Yeah. A two and a half hour well, podcast, I guess. Or so for some people, they like listening to that. It depends shit who he's talking to because sometimes yeah. you need a two and a half hour podcast to get, like, you know, first off, it's the hey, how are you? This guy's a scientist. And then all of his studies. Are yeah. going to take a couple hours to like explain why we did this to connect it to why his conclusion is this way. So that makes sense, you know. Us, we're just giving you a little feedback. We're running through our weekend and in inside Niagara. look, inside look at comedy. Yeah, what's yeah. going on behind the scenes? Very, you know? very insider look. What's yeah. uh, what's coming up? We got to fly to Fredericton on Thursday. Then yeah. we uh, go to St. John for a show Friday and show Saturday. And, and then we Halifax. Go to Halifax Sunday. Yeah. Fly home Monday. You have a Just for Laughs showcase. I have a Just for Laughs showcase. Yeah. Um, and I. Uh, you excited for this or what? I'm, I'm excited to go there and take a huge horse piss in everybody's face. <laughs> That's what I, I'm going to do. Like, I, Just for Laughs is government funded comedy and so anybody that is a current just for laughs comedian is getting paid in your taxpayer dollars not very much but enough and they have to fit criteria i do believe that uh just for laughs is still running a vaccine passport program in order to perform on the show you must be uh double vaxxed and that's nobody's goddamn business they did it last year yeah and I, I don't see them uh, changing their policies. And I am doing the showcase spot to take the showcase spot in that I don't want other people getting that. I want to, I was offered the spot. I'm going to take it. But uh, I got we're so busy. And if they take me, I'm going to take that government money, though. I got nothing against uh, JFL because if I get the dirty show, it helps us all out, you know? They're not going to give it to us. Um, hey. You got to believe we're good comedians and that one day they have to say, look, we need more than just trans and gay and women on the show. We need some like people that are uh, still uh, toxic masculinity or whatever. There's yeah, still it, an audience that is looking for jokes that punch down. By, whoa, whoa, whoa. Someone's we, got, don't, we don't punch down. Look, like Holtzman we're always says, someone's got to lose in his comedy, right? Yeah. I know, but that's the joke. I punch across. I yeah. think that the retards and the trans are still on the same level as me. Yeah. That's good. I look at them yeah, as yeah. equals, you know? I yeah. punch and they're straight rights. That's all I throw. There's no overhands. Yeah. There's no uppercuts. Yeah. No, I wish funny, it's a, there are funny trans and funny gay and, and female comics, but unfortunately the ones being chosen 
for the most part are not those funny people. No, they're absolutely, uh, they're absolutely not. It's an embarrassment and the nasty show ain't nasty anymore. No. And it, it hasn't been for a number of years. And I've been campaigning actively since 2018 for a spot on the nasty show and they never give it to me. They never give it to me. And uh, that'll be their loss because we're getting to a point where we'll be so busy that when they do finally offer it, well, we're not, we're not going to have time. The new formula now is go get your numbers, get your fan base, and then we'll hire you because we need you. So we still have some work to do. And we're not owed anything. We're eight-year comics. And uh, in comedy, anyone who listens to a comedy podcast knows that the people take off after 20 years in the business. So we are as old. I think the saying is, is in, you are the age of how many years you've been doing comedy. We are eight and nine years old right now. We are infants that are not, we don't deserve anything. Uh, I'm allowed to choose if I want to get my cock cut off and go on hormone blockers. Give me the fucking nasty show. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fair. Hey, if at nine, you're allowed to make that decision. Yeah, if I'm allowed to go yeah. see hot cock getting swung around at the library drag time story hour, I can choose if I want to date. Yeah. Yeah, it's hypocrisy well, and horse shit. Just and keep fucking hitting good jokes and be undeniable, man. Just be undeniable. Yeah. Well, I think that's what's going on, and the shows coming up are going to definitely prove that. We got a rundown in Texas coming up in April. Yeah. Uh, not to mention Winnipeg. Holtzman coming back. Winnipeg coming up. fifth in yeah. Toronto. Toronto. Mm-hmm. Calgary as well. We're yeah. going to have them in Calgary. March 16, 15, 16, 17 in uh, Calgary. 15 and 16, he's going to be at the Yuck Yucks just with me, and then he comes to the Comedy Cave and does a danger room with all of us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's going to be one hell of a danger room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Holtzman walkout videos got a lot of attention. They were talked about on some pretty big podcasts, you know, like big name guys where they were tuning in. They were seeing what was going on. They were loving it. Yeah, I know. And it's a different piece of content that comedians don't do. It, like, it was the crowd work. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've been doing stories that matter for my whole life. Uh, mm. This surreptitiously recorded content that is very polarizing. Some people love it, and then the industry, a lot of people in the industry, uh, uh, don't like it. We got fucking surveillance cameras everywhere we go in the world today, and people are getting upset at you videotaping. And it's like, this is what you welcomed into the yeah. world. This is what you invited into your life. So fucking learn to love it. I just, like, uh, from a journalistic standpoint, the minute the camera is set up and you're looking at, you're not yourself. Yeah. And the truth that you deliver isn't raw. So when I get you and you don't know the camera's on, man, it makes the piece so much better because it's yeah. just candid. We love candid shit, man. Like uh, the prank videos and Eric Andre's movie that came out where everyone that was a background was real people. They were reacting to the movie as it happened. Mm-hmm. And um, what's that famous show with the three guys in Practical Jokers? That's yeah. all based on candid. They all sign release forms after the fact when they know they were caught. I don't have release forms, but I don't need them because I'm in a comedy club or I'm in a public forum, you know? Exactly. So uh, I, what my point is, is I've been kind of scrutinized for that content until I did it for Holtzman, a bigger name. And the same people... And same club owners that were like, we don't like Brett doing this. We're now sharing that content going, now this is good. Yeah. And it just took like the clicks to go above uh, 250,000 views for them to be like, oh, okay. When I got 10,000 views, they were just like, you, you, just we can't tasteful. trust you. Yeah. But now there's uh, something to it. Yeah. yeah. That and you're putting, uh, you know, you're almost putting like... Holtzman over on the internet. There's not, you know, he's got his special out and, and, and it's awesome and everything. And comics know how he is and, and whatnot. But then you see, like, this is the reaction. And people are starved for this type of shit. We've been fucking in the gulag for, you know, don't say this and yeah. getting browbeat on speech, fake speech laws, I would say. Yeah, they're uh, making it up as they go along. Yeah. I sh- did I show you that clip of Anthony Jeselnik, though? Um, about getting away with dirty jokes? I think so. Yeah. I think. And his point was that 
and I, and I agree with it. I love that we push the envelope and free speech and stuff, but let's not let that be. Here it is. I got it right now. I can play it. This is a really good way of, I'll just let him speak for himself. I don't even need to set this up. This is like 20 seconds. And all these comics now, it's like almost the point is to get in trouble. It's like, why are you giving me shit? I'm, I'm a comic. I'm allowed to say whatever I want. That's wrong as far as I'm concerned. Art. We say it again so I don't miss it. People think like, oh, as a comic, your job is to get in trouble. And so, if, but they don't want to get yelled at. It's like, it's okay to make people mad, but they don't want any pushback. And I think that's wrong. Oh. As a comedian, you want to make people laugh. Andy, this is a quote attributed to Andy Warhol that I love. It's just, art is getting away with it. You know, if you put out a special and everyone's pissed, like, you didn't get away with it. You know, you need to make everyone laugh that they're like, yeah, you talked about some fucked up stuff, but we're all happy. That's so I agree with everything he says until the very end where he says, if you put out a special and you make people angry, you didn't get away with it. Chappelle uh, had people get mad at him. He still got away with it. The special is still funny. But I love the point of, like, the joke has to be more funny than it is angering. And uh, that is something to always keep in mind. And we've made some people angry recently and not at your fault at all. Hack your joke on paper is uh, defendable for the rest of time. It's tight writing. The joke that got you in trouble was Alicia has spit out more potential bodies than a dig site at a residential school. Yeah. It's a fucking whore joke. It's layered. You blow guys, you spit. It's just a metaphor for how much she sucks dick. This is not... The residential school is not the even the topic. No. And it's good writing. It Yes, it's shocking. It's like, oh, my God, did he go there? It's a roast battle. Roast battle. You're supposed to go to those areas. It was, uh, it was worth taking a swing for. Mm-hmm. And there are uh, times, you know, where you've taken swings and it maybe wasn't worth it, I'd argue. Yes. And that was worth it. And... I've Are all, you talking in terms of like online or like yeah yeah maybe with, like with your your Seinfeld a bit that you do yeah. some some of your punchlines have been like rather racial and I see where the point was but the joke just wasn't like triple check marked as Sam would put it you know what I mean when we're writing when we're writing roast battle jokes and then we go through them some of them get one check mark two check marks it's the threes that make the cut yeah and you got to pump out so much content that I don't blame you but. Sometimes when it is racial, it's not worth it. And it be, it's equally as shocking as it is funny or more shocking than it is funny. And I do the same thing. I'm not exempt of this. And the one joke that I had recently that I've gotten to the point where it's funnier than shocking is that renegger bit. Yeah. And I'm talking about an N-word and I'm dancing around it and getting away with it on a Thursday show at Yuck Yucks. It's not even a dirty show joke. And so I'm proud of that joke right now. And that's kind of the bar that I've set for myself. Make all jokes as clever and as funny as that while still being controversial. Totally. Yeah. I think with the sign, the Seinfeld thing, the is like the character in that is, yes, they're saying the wrong thing. And, and it's always like, I can't believe you would say that, you know, and putting it back on, like yeah, oh what mm-hmm. the fuck, and then like that's where like the ending always has to be like oh you know, and you did it perfectly the one time where you were playing both characters. Hey, you can't say that. Yeah, and then you still said it. Yeah, but in the other ones, it's just you. Yeah, so all and then the audience a sees- voice in the background that I put in. Okay, it's like so it's like somebody's filming me and I'm saying it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it's defendable, but the audience doesn't look into that. They're not like, oh, they're not going to stand up for you. They're just going to try to screw you. Well, that's because stand-up comedy is the most dangerous profession in the world right now. And what was the most dangerous profession in the world? Uh, Probably underwater welding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, like, the first... I put out the the roast battle joke one time prior to before it really went crazy. And, like, I was like, ah... You know, I was I was questionable on posting it because I was like, hey, "Are they going to realize like this is in a roast battle? This is just talking nope. shit." Nope. <laughs> the first time was yes. They were like, "Oh man, that's a funny roast." And then the second time is like we had another roast battle, and I was like, "Okay, I'll just recycle this clip." And then that's when it was like, "What the fuck?" And it it didn't it, it the context is missing, and then you get activists that are chopping it and squeezing it right to the point where it's like it's just the most outrageous part 
and in even if even the most outrageous part, if you really looked into like the clip that they chose, that's down to like well, I think eight seconds now, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh. Like that one asshole that was on CBC radio in that interview was like, no one laughed. And it's like, yeah, because they cut yeah. the clip to yeah. where nobody laughed, dummy. Yeah. Yeah. You, as a, you as a comic should have fucking realized that and been like, well, what's the whole clip? Yeah, well, Any comedian that's talking on the CBC is totally, not a, is not yeah. a comedian. If you're right? going like there to like defend... The the is, government uh, funded. He's a he's arm. a pet of the state. Yeah, I, well, and and to be honest, you're talking to two comics that are two year fucking com- they're open micers. Yeah. Uh, even me, like, I'm I'm at what four years now. Yeah, I don't have a position to sit there and yeah. talk comedy. Yeah, you know when yeah. somebody comes to me and is like. Hey, how do I get into stand up? I was like, I don't fuck it. You, ain't nothing to it, but do it. It's like, I, I ain't can't give you. Ain't nothing to it, but do it, yeah, baby. What are you, Cat Williams? Yeah. Holy well, shit. That, that's, that's the <laughs> only ain't thing. Ain't nothing to it, but do it. <laughs> These motherfuckers. <laughs> like I always said, shit. Yeah. Shop. But that's like, I don't know. I'm not trying to make myself out to be a great car. Con- I'm still four years into this shit, you know? I still have to learn a lot. Like, you know, like. Uh, with us being on the road, I, you know, I, 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 know, I understand where I am in this business. You know, I can't come into the room and like in a green room where you guys yeah. are like eight to ten years now, or what nine to ten. Uncle, yeah, Mac. I'm just an eight year old yeah. kid. Yeah, and be like, listen, I got the social media following assholes. I'm headlining. It's like, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not there yet. You know, like I'm fucking. That'd be such an arrogant piece of shit way of going about this. Yeah. In my mind, anyways, you know, I'm grateful. Like, well, I get a half an hour stage time every look, time we go out on the this road. This guy's fucking, fucking a Toronto headliner, and he's yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. talking like that. I can't believe you just... Well, you're in my city. I'm just trying to be nice yeah, yeah, yeah. to you guys. <laughs> Toronto headliner. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just trying to be polite. Well, I'm trying what, was to welcome. The, what was the show you headlined here years ago? Uh, uh, it wasn't years ago. It was last April. And it was at the Corner Comedy Club, and they had Dang us on Irish for... Show. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, had us on there, and oh, Hack headlined. Yeah, nice. it was yeah. a big it was His very first time performing in Toronto, fucking headline. Yeah, I couldn't wow. believe it. Wow. Got the nod. Wow. They were like, hey, kid, we see what you're doing. Come come for a skate with McDavid. Can you put any points up? <laughs> Anyone can on that line. Took me, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Took, me, <laughs> took me eight years to get more than fucking 10 minutes at the laugh shop at, in Calgary. And this asshole gets a half hour. Yeah. His like third time doing it. Unreal. Roller skate. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, good on you. You're doing it, and you're not... Uh, well, you might get the spot again tonight, then, by the sounds of it. Are yeah. we doing that same show? Different show. No, it's yeah, uh, no, a different format. Yeah, I think there's, like, format. bands and music yeah. involved. From what I read, be there's something a band interesting. backing us yeah. or something like that. It's, well, it's quite the show. To your jokes, yeah. I've only done one of these. Have you done... Like I, a- I, did a, I did a... Like, it was like a jam show where you do your, like, the you got a full backing band behind you and they play along to your jokes. Like you do your jokes and then they play the music. And uh, yeah, the late Alan Park was, uh, I think he was playing bass on that show. Gave me a ride home after. He was a super guy and uh, I miss him. I miss Alan Park. But yeah. Hmm. All right. Don't worry. You'll fucking, we'll, we'll kill. Hey, yeah. you got the you got Shakira hips, brother. You're yeah, fine. I should be able to move to that music, no problem. Yeah, I've seen we've seen you dance enough to know that once there's yeah. a beat, you're on cue. Exactly. You. Shakira, hey. Shakira. Thank you. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? What? It was the dinner triangle going off. I'm fucking hungry. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh Mike down. He's out. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Uncle Hack Podcast. The fellas from the road. He walked off. He this is this has been his move lately. It's a walk and, up. Uh, if you uh, like what we're up to, fucking you want to support the show, head on over to uh, DangerCatShop.com, grab some tickets, or Patreon.com slash DangerCat69. An exclusive episode is waiting for you today. Bye. <laughs>